What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam, and with that, let's get this show on the road. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, their team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, they're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halos jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. Hey, 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 welcome back to the flagship podcast of Halos in the Infield Network as we get you prepared for another week of baseball. This time we're at home starting a seven-game series here with the Chicago White Sox and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, we'll talk more about that Saturday game with the Diamondbacks, which should be a good one. And then we're also going to get back into, I guess, the week that was or the series that was the Colorado Rockies as much as we probably don't want to at this point. But we'll talk about that. We'll let you know where we are in the standings, any injuries. There's been a lot of transactions and a lot of news today. So before we do that, my name is Todd Fox and the other co-host of the show. Fernando, uh, I would call myself the Lone Star Halo, but can I do that today? I am currently in New Mexico. So am I the Lobo Halo? <laughs> yeah. I'm here in the beautiful city of Sunland Park. I say that sarcastically. Uh, it's fine. It's it's okay. Uh, bonkers about some, from some of the people here, but uh, the city itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have your alter- alternative reasons for being there, correct? Well, I am on my way to California for the tailgate, and that is a perfect segue for you. Segue for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, this Saturday, if you haven't heard, 714 Tickets, I actually got off the phone, so it's kind of breaking news right now with Alejandra from 714 Tickets. She said they've extended the the uh, the time to purchase your tickets all the way up until Friday. So uh, they gave us not only today, but up to Friday to purchase your $55 tickets, which gets you in the gates, gets you the rare bobblehead that you can hold on to the end of the season and then sell uh, whether Otani resigns or not, it's going to go for a lot. It's a double, uh, po- uh, what is it, bobblehead? I keep wanting to call it podcast. Bobblehead. Uh, it's it's Trout and Otani together in the City Connects with a uh, beach um, lifeguard shack in the background. And then also you get the, uh, what is it called, the Thundersticks from us. You get a free T-shirt from us. 
you get all the nachos you can eat, and then you also get as many tacos as you want. We're going to be giving away street tacos. All you got to do is show your voucher you got from 714 Tickets, and you are in it for the fun. And you, to wash it down, you get some soda as well. So all that plus much more, and then we're going to go over to Noble L Works, where you can get two pints for $9, and then the seventh inning afterwards, it's buy one, get one free, or just regular if the game's not on at all, just ask for Halos in the infield, and they'll give you a dollar off of any drink that you buy at the bar. There you go. There you have it. As you can tell, Todd's uh, stuttering, so he's obviously on his game today. Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm... I'm so good right now. Like, like I said before, my first language is not English, but that's the only language I know. So I'm in trouble. <laughs> See, my first language is literally not English. It was Spanish. So, yeah, I have much respect for those that talk, you know, different languages. Cause I know how hard it is for Steve Elise to freaking talk English and she has to slow down everything to talk it. Cause Spanish is her natural language. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I still can't figure out why I can't talk it. Right. And this is the only one I know. See, like, and uh, not to get too sidetracked, but I'm sure, like, you've seen it when she's talking, you know, speaking Spanish with her family, friends, whatever. In Spanish, there are no pauses. You go, you go, you go. English, a lot of the times, is about stopping, enunciating certain words. But in Spanish, it's just go, 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 go. So a lot of natural Spanish speakers, I don't want to say have difficulty talking English, but we talk English super fast. Like that's all I ever hear from like the podcast. I hear a bunch of people always tell me, you speak too fast. <laughs> and it's because I'm a Spanish speaker. So for me, there are no pauses. There is no end of the sentence. You just keep going. Yeah, you kind of get used to it. And then some things, if you if it's not pronunciated right or whatever, you can have a, a slang word for it. So it's easier to say it as you say it fast. Yeah, like Todd saying vasito. <laughs> <laughs> this cup is not vasito. Papito. <laughs> It's not it either. Look, no one wants to hear my Spanish, man. Let's talk about what they came here for, which is the angels. But there's no way anybody is tuning into this episode wanting us to say anything good. So, yeah. well, this 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 will go back to now the Rocky series, where if I told you Fernando, we outscored, you know, before the series, we were going to outscore the Rockies thirty-two to thirteen. You would have predicted a what? Uh, a sweep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there would be no way you would think we would have lost one game, let alone two. I mean, we had the reverse Rally Chris special. Yep. And, I mean, what did you think of the series before we start getting into game by game on this one? I was watching the games. Uh, I watched, like, the bulk of the three games uh, with one of my friends. And uh, she was just like, well, how did you guys lose two out of the three if – you guys scored so many runs on game two. I'm like, you know, you think baseball would work like that. And in theory, you would think that what you did yesterday might translate, but that's not how the angels operate. And unfortunately it's not how baseball operates. So the angels played, you know, you can't call them two average games. Like, Oh, well we had a chance on the, the third game. You know what? It doesn't matter. You lost two out of three in Colorado against the Rockies and everyone's going to be mad at us because like, Oh, look at these idiots. They can't even enjoy a victory. Okay. Let, let's just get that out of the way right now. Cause I'm sure that's going to be a criticism we get. Cause we see all, it all the time in the comments, all the time. you know, some other hater, some other hater podcasts are probably going to say something like that. Like, Oh, these guys can't even, you know, enjoy a win. Okay. What is there to enjoy about Saturday? Okay. We kicked the crap out of them. Great. What did that do for us? 
we just kept pace with Texas. That's about all I pull out of it. Like, like besides a couple guys that got in the lineup that hadn't been in the lineup because of uh, philosophy, that's about the two only reasons I got out of it. Like, okay, this is nice. A lot of guys got right with their batting averages, but subsequent. Yeah, subsequent. And here's the thing, we'll, and we'll get into that, but the thing is, Mark Langston couldn't have said truer words before game three, you know, uh, or, or Terry said, Terry said, Hey man, last night's record setting game. That was great. Uh, we had a lot of fans on the post game say, you know, save some of those runs for tomorrow. And Mark Langston's like, no, no, you know, you, you want to beat up on these teams. You want to keep the foot to the uh, pedal to the metal. If, if, you know, you got to challenge the other team to stop you, you know, they're a major league team too. And he was making excuses a little bit, but then he was also being real. He goes, I feel that this team can get on a roll and score some more runs, not as much as they did last night, obviously, but they can get a good crooked number up there and win today. And I'm thinking to myself the entire time, bro, you guys just jinxed it, man. They're, they're not going to score much today. It really was such a frustrating series. It was just the simple fact that, like I said, Saturday was a offense was firing in all cylinders. You look up and down the lineup, almost everyone had a good offensive game with the exception of Squid, who saw that coming, and Shohei Otani. Now, that one was surprising. Otani was like, what, one for seven or yep, something like that? Seven. Yeah. So, honestly, if it wasn't for Squid, I would have said maybe Otani like, gets like a silent mention for like Nacho Night. Like, come on, bro. Like, literally everyone else on this team, if David Fletcher hit a three-run home run, yeah. and Otani gets a single hit. But, you know, obviously you're going to give Otani the pass because he's been doing pretty well over the last, you know, two, three weeks offensively. But um, let's let's go to Friday's game real quick before we really dive into Saturday. Okay, so Friday, Sandoval went up there, five innings pitched, three earned runs, okay? So not a horrible performance, but not what you want to see coming off – of his uh, performance with the Royals with the Royals. He looked good. He started calling his own pitches. Looked like maybe he might've figured something out. Unfortunately did not translate to his next start where he gave up 10 hits only struck out three, which is fine. I don't need him to be a power arm. I don't need him to be a power pitcher, but I do need you to limit the hits, limit the runs. So his season ERA is now down to 4.16, not horrible but not what you want out of a potential number two guy like Sandoval. Yeah. And then the other thing that disappointed me too is, you know, we, we've seen it in the, in the uh, comments is the fact that Sandoval has been, you know, Oh, two ahead of a lot of guys, one, two, and he'll either come back and walk them or he'll challenge him with a fastball that let's just face it. That's his probably weakest pitch is his fastball. And he should be throwing stuff to get guys to chase and miss, and he's not doing it. And he's been getting beat a lot by a lot of two-strike hits. And in this this game, the bulk of their hits came with two strikes. Yeah, um, the rest of the bullpen uh, didn't do that great either. I mean, Logan Webb had a good outing. Bachman gave up two runs. Once again, I'm going to give Bachman, uh, though he got the L, I'm going to give him a free pass because he's been looking pretty good overall. And... You know, eventually he was going to take his lumps, right? He is a rookie. So, you know, you can't forget that. So I'm going to give him a pass. Davinsky, though, that was a bit of a disappointment. He's been a little more disappointing lately. He was super hot, and then he's starting to cool off just a little bit. He blew yet another save. I will say this, though. This, both of those, the runs, the loss to Bachman shouldn't have happened, number one. It should have been a win for Sandoval. And the runs to also Davinsky shouldn't have counted. You would say, well, why? Because there was a grand slam. 
Well, because two guys that shouldn't be on the field, one was sent down, one for God's sakes is still on this team. I don't know why. But good old Squid, who had an error early in that game, was not charged for an error, even though he threw the ball. Like, literally, he touched his head, and it slipped out of his hand and went uh, into the dugout almost. And he did not get charged with an error there, but he sure as hell got charged with an error later in the game when Davinsky came in to save Bachman with the bases loaded. Hard hit ball right to to, uh, Walsh. Walsh turns the throw, throws it to the right side of the base correctly how he should so that Squid can get it and then return fire to first for the double play as Davinsky had made his way to first. No. Uh, what's a dumbass Squid drops the ball and not more than a pitch to a pitch later, uh, two pitches later, it was a grand slam. That double play should have ended the inning because there was one out with uh, two on. Instead, it made the bases loaded and Davinsky threw two more pitches he didn't have to. And that was the grand slam. The two runs being charged to Bachman. Davinsky giving up the two runs uh, after that. So that play just pissed me off to no end because you knew they were going to lose right then and there. Yeah, unfortunately, in his last seven innings pitch, he's got an ERA of 6.43. So maybe you can't entirely put this performance on Davinsky. But what you can say is ask the question, has he been figured out, you know? Uh, are batters starting to sit on something? Is he potentially tipping something now? Yeah. I'm not a pitching coach. He has had a – well, we have to ask Ace for that. But um, <laughs> Yeah, she, she's that, really good at that stuff. Yeah, that that was a little bit uh, tough to swallow to see him not pitched all that great. I realize it was in Colorado. But, um, yeah, he has been having his struggles of late. Uh, I don't know if they're going to slip Webb into that spot and maybe push Davinsky down a little bit or depending on Joyce when he returns because we've got some news on that. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate because that changeup got hit again. And that was, that was one that was left right there. And the dude just took him over the fence. Yep. And another thing that uh, I did want to cover is this game right before is when the Eduardo Escobar trade happened. Correct. <clears throat> so Eduardo Escobar was traded for two minor leaguers, Coleman Crow, and then, uh, Landon Maddox. Is that his name? I think so. It's something with an M. I know for sure it's Landon is his first name. Um, now, this was a big blow, in my opinion, on the Coleman Crow end because the guy is a young cat, has a lot of potential. He's done pretty well with Rocket City. Now, did Perry make the right move? That's obviously, you know, you're not going to know that right away. Now, the good news is that Eduardo Escobar's almost entire contract this year is being paid by the Mets. The only thing the Angels have to do is – pay the league minimum because that's that's a requirement you know the player the team has to at least pay league minimum for this team to be on the roster the Mets are fronting the rest of the what nine million nine point something million that's owed to him this season and he also has an option for next year to pick up so you know that gives the Angels some depth for this year and potentially for next year if they want to keep him around he plays almost every infield position which is good he's a 34 year old veteran he's been there he's done that So, you know, this could end up being a decent move for the Angels for now in the short term, especially because Rendon is probably going to come back for the next couple of days. He's going to get injured for sure. By the time the All-Star break, uh, you know, has come and gone, he'll probably be injured again by the end of July for sure. So at least now you got some protection there with that. Obviously, we know that uh, Gio Urshela coming back this season is extremely unlikely bearing potentially a deep playoff run. So this gives the Angels a little bit of wiggle room in that department. Maybe you bring Urshela back, maybe you don't. 
maybe if Urshela wants too much money, uh, you let him walk in free agency, and now you have next year's Gio Urshela here. So uh, I like the Escobar move. Like I said, it's just going to hurt in a couple years if Coleman Crow or Landon end up becoming solid pitchers. But Crow did go down seemingly needing Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is with, with that kind of trade right there, I, I really like the fact that they get a guy who, again, I don't know what his met status was other than his numbers. I don't know whether he was injured, but he only played 40 games this year. Last year he had 20 homers, 69 RBIs, good little switch hitter. Like you said, plays all around the bases. Um, is a good clubhouse guy. Um, in fact, he just he's got the next two days off because he's getting his citizenship for the United States. So congratulations to him. And um, I I really like this acquisition. I think it's a solid pickup. He's healthy. Uh, the, the two games he appeared in uh, was really good. Helped keep that ninth inning going the other night. We'll talk about that. And uh, you know he had a couple good hits in the in the first game here with Colorado. So decent pickup. Nice pickup there by Perry. Yeah, you know, once again, I've heard a lot of people be like, well, it could be worse. We could have gotten a guy like Jonathan VR, and you're absolutely right. We could have gotten a guy like Jonathan VR, or the goose could have been loose again. <laughs> Jack, Captain Jack Mayfield could have made you want to drink some Captain Jack. So oh. at least we didn't make one of those kind of moves, right? Yes. We got a guy who, you know, this guy's a career 254 hitter. What's he batting this year? 254. So you can say that this man is the epitome of consistency. 162 career home runs. He's got four this year. You know what? That's what the Angels need. They need a guy who can play third base, second base, a little bit of shortstop. You know, he can shift around the infield there. He can give some guys some days off. And you don't have to worry about this man being a gaping hole in the lineup like Squid. When Squid comes up, honestly, I would rather – you know what? Actually, you know what? Never mind. I was going to say I'd rather just take the automatic out because I don't want him to get hurt, but F that. You know what? Let him go up there. Let him swing so hard his helmet falls off and he twists his ankle. Yep, yep. I don't wish injury on, upon anybody. I'm not wish, hoping the guy gets seriously injured. But if you can, like, twist his ankle, you don't need to be a hero squid. Take some time off. <laughs> yeah, I would love for him just to be the helmet guy if he if he has to. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, especially right now, we got Fletcher up there and, you know, we got this kid. We sent Stefanik down. But there's, you know, I, I still don't understand why Velasquez is up there. I don't care how good his defense is. He's terrible. He sucks. Could you imagine what it's like to be Michael Stefanik and be like, oh, I'm getting sent down. Oh, this asshat's still here, though. Yeah, it's you the, know, that's they're the literally problem. dressing like this guy, like last year. Yeah, that's the problem that I, I can't, I can't get over. Like, like for real, like. You know, you know, he's like excited he got called up to the bigs, but you're you're having a career year down there. I would be like, why are you going to call me up just to ride the pine? You know, I should be starting over this guy. I can hit better than him. Hell, we were playing on the same team. I know I'm better than him. But they're so scared for whatever reason of his defense that they don't want to give him an opportunity to play an entire game. Like, even if Stefanik starts, he's out of there by the sixth or seventh inning. Yeah, and, like, I don't think his defense is, you know, that bad. I mean, I don't think it's – it's average defense. Yep. He will give you some average to maybe just a slightly below average. But here's the thing. What Squid gives us defensively, he costs us offensively. I mean, look at some of those – look at that Dodgers game. He had bases loaded, lazy ground out. First pitch. And, hey, he made contact. Woo! You know? Yeah, I understand. But... Baseball and all you could ever do in baseball is hit the ball and hope something good happens. It goes over the fence. It, it goes through the hole. 
you're driving a run. You have to make contact to succeed. And everyone would always make fun of Albert Pujols because he was a double play guy, right? Grabbing in the most double plays in MLB history. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You have to make contact for something productive to happen. But at least Albert Pujols was still able to drive in runs. Yeah, he'd grab in double plays all the time. But we also forget that Albert Pujols was getting like 90-plus RBIs a year as an angel. What did Squid give him? I don't even know. Squid, Squid's been so pathetic, dude. Like, it's hard to even keep up with his stats. But see, this is a, this is a thing, though. We, we get stuck on this guy because he is such a hole in the lineup. You know, there's other guys who have been bad. I mean, Jared Walsh got sent down. And again, if you were to ask me who do, whose defense do you like more, um, what do you call it? Um, you know, who who do you trust defensively more? I'd say Jared Walsh. You know, he vacuums up everything at first base. I still believe if if Walsh is playing instead of Pilates the other night against the Dodgers at first base, even though that ball takes a wicked hop, Walsh is fast enough to make that play. You know, Pilates was still you know looking forward when the ball was behind him. So I just yeah, he thought it was a Snickers bar. He's like, I'm on a diet. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I can't I just can't stand that dude. I I don't know what he did to keep his spot up here, but it's pretty pathetic, dude. Um, but uh, but moving on, but are, would you have him over Squid on the oh, roster? Walsh? No, no, Padlo. Padlo, yes, yes, I would. You'd have rather him. have him. Yeah, yeah, because you know at least you know he has five years of experience on a ma- on different major league rosters, just like Squid does. But he has actual production you know what i mean at least something this guy has never really done anything with the at bats you know it's it's weird um because if you look at his year last year somehow he hit nine home runs 28 rbis in 125 games bro 120 oh excuse me 125 games yeah for squid he only had 37 hits he batted (sighs) just 196 yeah, right. I mean, right now he's batting like what, like two thirty-seven or something like that. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, he struck out one hundred and nineteen times for a guy yeah. who's who's a small, you know, guy in the box who should be worried about contact, just getting on base, and you only walk fifteen times and you strike out one hundred and nineteen. You're striking out like a power hitter, like yeah. for real, and that's pathetic, dude. Absolutely. It, it absolutely is because, you know, that's, you know, Adam Dunn strikes out that many times, but Adam Dunn hits 40 to 45 home runs and that's his game. Correct. His game is being a long ball hitter. So, you know, if you're signing up to have a long ball hitter in your lineup, you can't get mad when they strike out because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, that you know about the machismo, you know about the launch angle. That's like being like, oh God, we have Barry Bonds. Why does he strike out? That, that's his game. He's going to hit a home run or he's going to strike out. Yep. Um, okay. Well, that's all I got for Friday. You that's it on Friday. Other than it was just a disappointing loss because we lost a game in the standings that night too. You know, like, uh, yeah. the Rangers came back against, uh, against the Yankees. So angels got an angel. So mm-hmm. speaking of angels got an angel, let's talk about Saturday, 25 to one. Um, I missed the entire third inning or not all of it. Uh, I was like doing a puzzle mm-hmm. and, uh, I had the game playing in the background. And I saw the Trout, was it Thice and Drury, back-to-back-to-back home runs on three straight pitches? Right. So we saw that. Me and my friend were like, hey, let's go get some ice cream. So we went to go get some ice cream. We came back. They were like, hey, you're going to finish, you know, turn the game back on. I'm like, okay. Turn the game back on. And somehow the score was like 23 to 1 or 23 to 0. I was like, what? (laughs) 
And she's all like, that's not normal, right? And I was like, no, that's that's not normal. She's like, do you want to go back and see what happened? I'm like, uh, no, we're good for right now. You know, I rewatched it eventually. But I was just like, dude, I, I was gone for like 20 minutes. Yeah, they were trying to skew the numbers in their favor as far as, okay, we know this team gets called out all the time with runners in scoring position and they can't get the two-out hit. Well, in this game, especially in those back-to-back innings when they scored 13 and eight runs collectively, they were something like they had 10 two-out hits with runners in scoring position. Yeah, they were 13 for 24 uh, this game with runners in scoring position. So <laughs> Yes, they, they, they helped skew their numbers in a, in a big way just in this one game. I mean, a guy that we've been ridiculing for having a, such a bad, you know, June and May – uh, or May and June, excuse me. Hunter Renfro went five for five on his own and, and was driving. And played first base. Yeah, and played first base. And then Mickey Moniak, who we learned, you know, the the day after that literally uh, Mark Langston said he talked with Phil Nevin and, and Phil Nevin said that, yeah, Moniak's been lobbying for more playing time and convinced him to get a start on Sunday versus the Rockies against the lefty because he wouldn't let him start against a lefty. So I'm thinking the conversation went like this with Moniak. Hey, bro, I went five for five, six for six if you count my walk. I think I deserve to play tomorrow. And Nevin's like, well, gee, golly whiz, I think you're right. I'll give you a shot. Because, I mean, it's so stupid. Every time we insert Moniak into the lineup, good things happen. Even when he goes 0 for 3, he gets a walk, a stolen base. He makes a great play in the outfield, and he's still productive. Yet we keep sitting him against lefties. And, yes, he didn't tear the cover off the ball, but he I think he got a hit or two. I think it was two hits against left-handed pitching. What are we doing here, bro? Moniak should not be sitting, especially with the – current situation and injury status to a lot of these players and the ineffectiveness of one Taylor Ward. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it is every year, the angels seem to have a guy who catches lightning in a bottle. Last year was Renifo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the year before that, it was uh God, who was it? Caught lightning in a bottle, had one good year. Jared Walsh, 2021. Yeah, it does Jared Walsh. Yeah. 2020 was Max Stassi. You know, it seems 2019, you know, maybe you could throw in a guy like David Fletcher, you know, who's been serviceable since, but like, that was really like 2018, 2019, Kenny broke out. But the point is, if that's Moniac this year, then let's ride the wave, man. Let's ride the wave. Agreed. Give him, give him a shot. Just give this kid the keys to the kingdom until he self implodes. Because at the end of the day, he's one of our hottest hitters right now. He's batting over 300 and he has a decent sample size now. So it can't even be like, oh, well, he's only been up here for two weeks. You know, like Jer- like if Joe Adele has like five at-bats, he's about 300, okay, who cares, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, guy, guy, guys get lucky. But once you're talking about as many at-bats as Moniak has, I mean, how many? He has to have over 100 by now, right? Yeah, because right loading. now. Oh, right. He's at 92. He's at 92. Okay, he's at 92. What's his, what's his numbers right now? 337 okay. batting average, seven homers, 20 RBIs, two stolen bases. Okay, let me, let me read you off. Uh, what's his war? Do they show it on there or no? Uh, I'd have to go on baseball reference for that. Okay, okay. Never, never mind. Don't worry about that. No, I'll, I'll go on it while you're while you're looking up. Okay. Well, Taylor Ward's numbers are this. You said he has how many home, uh, seven home runs, thirty RBIs. Seven. Okay, seven yeah. or seven and twenty or something like that. Okay, so Taylor Ward through uh, two hundred and seventy-three at bats. He's got sixty-eight hits, an uh, average of two forty-nine. He's got nine home runs, thirty RBIs, three stolen bases, with an on-base percentage of three sixteen. Um, I know Moniax is way higher than that on base. And 
for the other day. I mean, they're starting him currently tonight against the White Sox. They're starting Moniak at leadoff. But for the majority, they've been putting Taylor Ward at one and and uh, Moniak at seven when they do play in the same game. So if they are playing the same game moving forward, I would like that to be reversed. And let's get a sample size of what Moniak can do at leadoff versus Ward at seven. Yeah, I like Moniak at leadoff in theory, and he's got a war of 1.9 this year, and that's through less than 100 at-bats. He single-handedly is almost responsible for two runs. See, that's that's awesome. And see, here's the thing, too. If you remember, Fernando, remember when Neto was playing, and Neto would, would be nine and Moniak was one, the Angel, I've, someone threw a stat at me how the Angels have such a better record with that combination. You know, with them flipping the order at least the second, third, fourth times through – because Neto's basically a leadoff guy. You put you put him at nine and then start it back over with Moniak in front of Trout and Otani or Otani and Trout. That, to me, is a devastating you know punch right there. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen now when Rendon does come up or does come back. So, you know, we're probably about a week-ish is my guess because he was taking grounders today. So that tells us, in theory, bearing anything happening, he'll be back uh, in a week for about a week. That's a pretty nasty cocoa. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, okay. So he's going to get the keys at third base, right? You're paying too much money to not play. So he's going to be the third baseman. My guess is that Fletcher will still probably be a shortstop. Okay. So second base, are you putting Eduardo Escobar there? Are you putting Brandon Drury there? Because Brandon Drury can also play first base, but we also now got Mike Moustakis after this game, which we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on. So with that being said, we're once again in a long jam situation. Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that, but I, I would have to say because of range, um, maybe you put uh, Escobar over at short and move Fletcher to second. Then you'd have to figure out, do you play Drury at first or do you play Renfro at first? Somebody's going to be the odd man out, whether it's Moniac, Ward, or Drury, um, or maybe even Fletcher. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see them – not playing Escobar because of, you know, what they got to, to get him and then his durability. You know, obviously it's going to help him being out the next two days. But, um, I, yeah, when he comes back in, Rendon comes back in, you're absolutely right. That is a huge logjam. I'm just hoping that when they do activate uh, Sir Coco, Sir Injury a lot, that they send down Velasquez for good. I, <laughs> you, you got it, right, at this point? You can never kill the squid. <laughs> He'll never die. It's like a like an infectious rash keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah, the meds only work for so long. <laughs> you, you, did you catch a second case or did the first one just never die? You can only suppress it. You can't kill it. <laughs> <laughs> just like disco. Yeah, there you go. Same vibes. The vibes are the same. Uh, okay, so let's dive in a little bit further to this game. So Griffin Canning uh turns right back in the right direction six inning pits no earned runs only gave up four hits struck out seven ingram gave up the only run but don't worry because he would be sent down after this uh i think that's probably good the guy needs to go down there and get right again he had yeah, 15.43 by the way if if ingram did not give up that run that would have been the biggest blowout of all time like the as far as shutout that would have been the biggest shutout of all time there you go. There you go. Angels could have made history and then made history by losing the series still. So. <laughs> uh, Tucker Davison decided to find out what pitching was. Uh, he <laughs> one inning, gave up no runs, zero hits. Amazing. So 
Is Tucker Davidson back, baby? No, probably not. But a step in the right direction nonetheless. I'll take it. I'll take it. And now let's dive into the offense here because there was a lot of it. Okay. Did Mike Trout get right this game? Three for three. And then he was taken out and uh, he, he walked as well, right? Yeah, and he did walk. So do you think a game like this might actually help propel him along? No, we had a comment too in the show this morning, me and James, um, when we did the Around the League show, by the way, check that out. Um, I, I did not, you know, one of the comments I agreed with because I did agree with it because, and I didn't realize why they did this in the first place. It wasn't playing on AstroTurf. I realize it's a longer game than usual because of the blowout. You're going to get a couple more bats, but for the reason of all the right reasons of getting his confidence up and him hitting the ball on the screws and just looking a hell of a lot better in this series, uh, whether it was Colorado pitching or just him getting right for whatever reason, why take him out? Let him get three more at-bats. Let him see if he can hit another jack over the wall. Let him see if he can go six for seven, something like that. But no, uh, philosophy took over, and he had Squid just having a useless strikeout and two more <laughs> two more outs. He went over three. I mean – that kind of pissed me off. I mean, every time they do something right, they do two things backwards that are dumb. I, I don't understand. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said earlier, when we first were introducing the pod, talk about, you know, just an omen, right? I mean, Squid continues to to poop the bed, man. I mean, literally everyone and their mom got a hit this game. 28 hits. Squid wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's not like he had one at bat. It's like, oh, pinch hit, get the last at bat of the eighth inning or the ninth inning. No, he had three yeah, opportunities. That's pretty yeah. much a, a usual game's worth. You know, if you're the number nine hitter, you usually get about three or four at bats. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brandon Drury, another guy who had a good game, he got three hits. We'll give Taylor Ward his flowers. His season average doesn't look as atrocious anymore. He's now up to 245 after this game. He got three, uh, or sorry, he got two hits, but three RBIs um let's see we also have thice matty ice got three hits mm-hmm. hunter renfro as you said earlier five hits eduardo escobar introduced himself with two hits and then uh what we had moniac and fletcher who all had very very good games so just a good overall game but in typical angels fashion they couldn't be too excited for too long because sunday they got popped in the mouth yeah, this one sucked. I mean, they, you know, Anderson, if you look at his, you know, if you say, okay, you know, he gave it three runs or whatever, he did, but he kept them in the game. You know, they, they were only able to scratch across a run, I think, in the first, the fourth inning, or the fifth inning, and the sixth inning. So they were only able to get, you know, one run doses here and there. He wasn't all that bad. It was just the Angels, once again, after scoring 25 runs, not really – getting the job done with runners in scoring position again. And it took a, you know, late rally for them to get a couple. They left a couple men on base there to try to t- uh, tie it in that same inning. And then later in the game with an opportunity after scratching across the run, all with two outs, Moniak driving in another run, 4-3, Escobar getting into scoring position, second and third. Uh, you know, they pinch it for Squid, which was the right thing. But a guy they just got in a trade the night before, if you can't beat him, join him, literally, Moustakis, a guy who should have been, been an angel three years ago. But he comes up – he doesn't – he should have been batting right there with a chance to give the angels and sock it to his former team. Instead, he rides the pine. Nevin goes with Renifo, and Renifo does Renifo things. 
And then asked after the game by one of the reporters, how come he didn't go with Mike Moustakis right there? He just grunts and goes, uh, didn't didn't feel the need to make the move. What? <laughs> come on. And then there's no follow-up question. Yeah, I mean, everyone was like, oh, well, Erica Weston shouldn't have to, you know, ask a follow-up question, you know, fail seem mean or whatever. But it's just like, it's also kind of your job. You know, I'm not hating on Erica Weston. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you should have leaned in him just a little bit. Like, oh, come on. Oh, now, okay, here's my thing with Tyler Anderson, whenever he's on the bump, okay? You're either, you're either eating a cheeseburger from Burger King or you're eating a cheeseburger from Jack in the Box, okay? So every time he pitches, he either, like, does he, – he never really gets blown out. Mm-hmm. He kind of always gives you a chance, you know, three, four innings pitch. You're like – that's fine. But I mean, you know, you're going to pay $13.3 million. So it's like, if you come over to my house and I'm like, Hey man, I made two different cheeseburgers. Let me know which one you like better. And one of them secretly from Burger King. The other one's from Jack in the box, the Burger King one. You're like, this is passable. And then like you eat the Jack in the box burger. And it's like, Oh my God. It's like, I'm eating at, you know, Hunter steakhouse, like a cheeseburger from like a five-star restaurant, like by comparison, you know, because in this game, Tyler Anderson pitched seven innings and gave up two runs. You know, you're like, hey, that was great. Because in the last one, he gave up four runs in six innings. So you're like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's always somewhere in the middle with him. And he's usually gotten the run support. And so I was figuring in this game, if he can keep it below five, which he did, he should have pulled away with a win. So nothing makes sense, Fernando. Uh, every time we assume something because of recent trends or we think we know the team and this is what it's going to take to win a game, or this is what it's going to take to lose a game. We seem to be wrong lately because the Angels find new ways to lose. They find new, you know, there was a throwing error by Soriano, so uh, that allowed a fourth run. So if there was, if if that hadn't happened, Moniac's single would have tied the game. Uh, they would have been looking to, you know, play extra innings or at least getting into the bottom of the ninth. Instead, that all changes. And one thing I'll say, Fernando, about this before I, I let you get back into it again, because you know, I'm ranting again. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> in Colorado, the three-game series, you had their best attendance for the entire season. Uh, they they had sellouts for all three, and there was a good 50 to maybe 60% Angel fans. There was a ton of red. And that means there's either a lot of Otani Trout fans or there's a lot of transplant Angel fans that made the trip or just a lot of fans in general that live close to Colorado that were able to come down and, and witness the series for the weekend. And it was nice to see, and I felt that the Angels let them down. Uh, they let them down. They could have shown out good for the people that came out there. And there was a few Angel pages that had a lot of Angel fans that made the trip. And it's just sad to know they had great weather the entire time up there in Colorado and you lose to a bottom feeder two out of three. You walk, well, house tag, walking to my life. <laughs> you know, two out of three. Nah, man, double it. Give it to the next person. Like, that's like what it's like to be an Angels fan. It's just, man, we were riding such a high coming, you know, beating the Rangers mm-hmm. and then, you know, winning two out of three uh, against the Royals should have been a sweep, but you know, all we ever are on this network is negative. Right. And we can't even enjoy wins. So, you know, whatever, two out of three. Great. <laughs> And then we break records for the game on Saturday. Who the hell cares? It's kind of like the compliment sandwich. When somebody gives you a, you know, like, hey, Todd, you're lazy, but you're a cool podcaster, but you're bald. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
It's like, you know, it, bad, good, bad, bad you game, bastard. good game, bad game. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what it was, man. It was just, who cares about Saturday? You know, Dominic was saying like, oh, well, that might be the what we picked for the Catello Award, you know, for, for game of the year. I'm going to lobby like th- like I'm on Capitol Hill. If we're sitting here like before doing our roundtable, we discuss who the winners are and beg that we do not pick that for game of the year because it doesn't matter. It did not matter. We beat a bottom feeder team. And uh, by the way, that bottom feeder team embarrassed us the next uh, the game before and the game after. Well, we only lost by a run Sunday. It does not matter that we lost by one run. The fact of the matter is you lost to one of the worst teams in baseball two out of three times. And honestly, I think it's even more embarrassing that we clapped our cheeks on Saturday and then proceeded to lose on Sunday. Oh, I totally agree because you can't look at that game and say, man, it was so amazing because, again, the bad taste in your mouth is not only the the Friday night game but the Sunday night game because – if you were to walk away and sweep that series, you're like, oh, hell, we totally dominated. That was a coming out party for these players, blah, 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 blah. Or even if you took two out of three, the worst thing you could say is, damn, you know, we, we, we beat them back-to-back nights. But we should have took game one, but we overall took that series. As long as you take the series, we've always said as a network, both me and you from the start, all you want to do is win two out of three, split a four-game series, just never lose a series. Always try to strive to win a series. And if there's... A, you know, many examples this year of, yeah, they played a great game in between or they played a great game one, but they lost two and three. We've done that a lot this year, unfortunately, where this team could have a way better record. And again, yep. I'm with you, bro. I don't give a fuck if we scored 50 runs in that second game. We can't take 10 of those and add them or, or, and, and spread them out between game one and three. You know, I wish. Yeah, it's a brand new contest, man. This isn't soccer by out, you know, oh, they scored seven goals, so they advanced because, they, you know, they, they have more goals scored. It's baseball, man. Like, that only works per game. And so, again, we could have won 199 to one, and it wouldn't have mattered. We got beat two out of three. Yeah, maybe it helped your run differential for the season, but, you know, what good does that do you if you don't make the dance? Exactly. So, oh, yeah. Uh, super frustrating coming off of that. I will say Soriano, two innings, one earned run. Okay, that was good to see because, you know, he had struggled uh, a couple outings ago. So, you know, I, I like this that he seemingly is starting to get okay again. You know, once again, rookie taking his lumps, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's really not much for this game, man. You know, we scored three runs, great. We had a chance to win, great. But that's really all it was, a chance to win. And we just couldn't get it done. It was bad decision-making by philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hey, just throw that in the list of bad things that have happened this season. Exactly. Just there's a bunch of it, unfortunately. So now let's talk about that Chicago White Sox series, because currently right now, if you look at the baseball standings right now, it's not, you know, it's not in our favor. I said it on the postgame show. You know, we, we can't smell the division. It's not that pie sitting on your grandma's windowsill and you're like, mm, apple pie, I could smell it. We're so close because we had a chance to be within three games, possibly two and a half. We floundered out to six and a, six games out now as we did pick up one after the win the other day. But we could have picked up another game. Right now, Houston's five and a half. They're a half game back in the wild card. We're a game back in the wild card. So right now... Fernando, do you before we get into the Chicago series, is this where you thought the Angels would be right now? Do you do you think they would have been better? 
I would have hoped for, I mean, 42 and 37, the record sounds decent, but once you start looking at our division opponents, you start to get disappointed. Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to say that we're, I'm not exactly satisfied where we are. I'm not disappointed. 42 and 37 isn't a horrible record, especially for, you know, an Angels team that hasn't had much success over the last decade. But with that being said, if you are okay with being where we are in the division and you're like, well, 42 and 37 is good, that, it's because you like mediocrity. The record itself isn't mediocre. What's mediocre is where we sit currently in the standings. Now, I will give the Angels their flowers. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of injuries so far, and there's a lot of guys who have regressed who we thought were going to be big pieces. Taylor Ward, I'm looking at you. Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers. These were guys, Jose Suarez, El Demente. These are all guys who people had faith in because either their performance last year or because they've seen something from them in the past. Jared Walsh, you can throw his name in there too. And even David Fletcher. You know, David Fletcher's back up now, so hopefully now that he was doing so well with the uh, Rockets, uh, not Rocket City, sorry, Salt Lake, maybe he'll be able to have it translate. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I would I would have figured that at some point the Angels would have been, at this moment, about 48 and possibly 28 I, I i i would have thought that they were a little bit better than what they are right now uh they have lost uh quite a few games that they should have won and it's unfortunate because i thought that this team would be in a better situation but um can can i get over this and i think if we can get to the all-star break and somehow we're like four games no less than four games out of the division I'll feel a little bit better about myself and about the team. And I'll think, I think that maybe Texas, you know, you know, we can catch them, you know, we can, we can obviously catch them and obviously, you know, um, Houston's that team that could take off at any moment, but they're suffering through some injury problems, but as well, but you know, I, I, I really think we got to get within four games. I don't want to be just thinking wild card the whole time. Yeah, you know, especially once you start getting the wild card, you start talking about who are you going to play in those games, you know. So, especially because, you know, a lot of the other teams you end up playing could be hot. I, I, I don't know. We'll talk about that when it becomes relevant. But also, if the Angels are hot going into the wild card game, then I'll take any take us against anybody. That's just how baseball works. But uh, with that being said, let's talk about the White Sox series here, okay? All right. So, game one. Dylan Cease versus Reed Detmers. Okay, Reed Detmers a one and five with a four point zero two ERA and eighty four strikeouts. Okay, game two on Tuesday, Michael Kopech is going up against Shohei Otani. Otani is six and three with a three point one three ERA, one hundred and seventeen strikeouts. Game three Wednesday, June twenty eighth, Lucas Giolito uh, is going up against Jaime Berea, who is two and two with a two point one four ERA. He could be another one of those guys who is catching lightning in a bottle, and then. Game four, Lance Lynn, who is four and eight with a six point four zero ERA, is going up against Patrick Sandoval, who is four and six with a four point one six ERA. So let's go to game one. Dylan sees Reed Detmers. Give me Detmers. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Detmers on this one. Okay. So okay. we're both predicting game one dub. Okay. Number two, Michael Kopech, Shohei Otani. Otani. I'm going to take the L. I think I don't think it'll be Otani's thing. I think it'll be the bullpen. Okay. I think Otani's only going to go about six innings, seven innings. Uh, maybe he'll get a little gassed out. Maybe he'll get tired. But uh, I don't think this one will fall on Otani. I just don't think the offense is going to get it done. I think Michael Kopech, 
uh, with the 4.06 ERA is going to shut us down because that's what we that's what people with those records do to us. <laughs> okay, Giolito versus Jaime Berea. I'm taking Berea. I'm taking a dub. I'm taking Giolito in this one. Wow. Okay. So you're going. So if the season, if it was a three game series, that would have been your rally Chris special. But we have a four game series. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, I think we're going two and one. You said we're going the same. Or sorry, I, I said we're going. One, hey, we're, two. we're we're both two and one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So Thursday, Lance Lynn versus Patrick Sandoval. I am taking an L. I think it'll be loss win or win loss win loss. I'm actually going to go opposite because the last time when we played the Chicago White Sox, I said, you know what? This guy's a fastball pitcher. He's living and dying with that. He's been giving up a lot of home runs. I like the Angels to take him deep. They took him deep a lot in Chicago. I think they're going to take him deep here again. So I'm I'm going Angels. I'm, give me Sandoval to get another dub. Okay, so you're predicting a 3-1 series. I'm predicting a split. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see who wins. We will see who is the most accurate. Who would be – Potentially starting Saturday. Uh, I've heard either Griffin Canning or another start by Anderson. No, yeah, it'd probably be Anderson because Canning, I think, would be pitching Friday. Yeah, so that's most likely we're gonna. That's gonna, and that's what I said the other day. <laughs> no, I don't want to watch Anderson pitch, bro. Can you believe it? I've been to a lot of Angel games, yet I've seen four Tyler Anderson starts already. This, this is my <laughs> second of the year because I was. No, this would be my third because I we went when we got the suite. Yeah. I watched them pitch or play in New York City. So this would be game number three for me. Not bad from a dude who lives in Texas now. Or a guy that has to travel for work. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay. And then uh, in August, the Angels will be in Arlington. And since I'm not traveling for work anymore, and that's a thing of the past, I, I need to be there for the series. By the way, did you order that jersey from me? Yes, just ordered it this morning. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, hit up Todd if you need Angels jerseys. Oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> because that. I had too many people, and, and like friends is cool and everything because I can keep them in the know, but some people okay. can't, you know, don't understand when the uh, when the shipping takes a little longer than it should, but that's just okay. Fair enough. Don't don't bother Todd for anything besides tickets. <laughs> there to, you go. Uh, he'll direct it to 714 tickets. By the okay. way, Chicago, one thing I want to say about Chicago, they're 34 and 45, six games out because that division's miserable. Uh, they have won two in a row, and but they're twenty and twenty at home, so five hundred. But they are a robust. They are the worst, second worst in their division on the road, fourteen and twenty-five. Jesus. So we'll see. Oh, another guy I want to talk to you about as we as we close up here. So Joe Adele's up. So obviously it's just because Escobar's taking a citizenship test. Hopefully you hopefully you pass, brother. Good luck. Buena suerte, Mister Escobar. Okay, so Adele has two days to probably not play. So, uh, assuming he gets anything, um, do you think he has a good game? I, I, he's probably going to start tomorrow. So, he's not starting today, so he's probably going to start tomorrow. With that being said, do you think he has a, another good game? Like he had his uh, his short cup of coffee two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I would hope so because, um, that again, that would show off for another team to be like, hey, man, this guy, you know, when they, whenever they call him up, he does something. And maybe he's changed and he's having another good year down in, in Salt Lake. So, I think he does do something, whether it's just two hits and a walk or, or a hit and a walk. I think he's going to reach base at least two times when he plays for us. Um, also, uh, Andrew Wance was brought back, you know, so, so, so we got Wance back in the bullpen. Yep. Um, there's, so there's been some moves, a lot of moves by Perry. And it's funny because I said, 
prior to that, all the moves was, it's so funny how Perry's real quick in, you know, quick trigger to make a pitching change, you know, and move guys and start MLB time clocks early, but uh, he won't do that for hitters. And all of a sudden we we've seen a flurry of moves and uh, I think it's good. Um, we need to get rid of the dead weight. Um, as far as pitching's concerned, I think the pitching's been fine. It, it will continue to get better. Ben Joyce is on the mend. He's we just got this. Uh, you know that he, he's resuming throwing now, and uh, you know Neto's feeling no pain, but he's still got to wait before he throws. So likely he'll be back by the All Star break or after, um, hopefully. Uh, so this team is getting healthy. Uh, we just got to weather the storm. Who cares about Rendon? Uh, but if we can just get consistent hits, brother, and we've been saying this all year, the pitching's good enough to win these games. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, you know, this offense has to start firing in all cylinders because uh, when the pitching's on, the offense isn't. When the offense is on, the pitching isn't. You know what I mean? It's mm – -hmm. We it, it can never stay consistent. You know, you have an occasional game where they're both firing all cylinders, but it's been pretty rare. And co it, consistently, inconsistent has been the angel way for the last ten years, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we'll see, man. You know, we'll 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 talk uh, we'll talk after the series is over, before the tailgate, and uh, go from there. Yeah, well, it's gonna be exciting. Well, the next show you guys catch the flagship uh, brothers on. <laughs> The super flagship brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but, uh, but no, the next show we're going to be uh, replaying. Don't say show. that too fast. We might get canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> say it three times. We're really canceled. Uh, no, but uh, we're going to be um, checking back on the White Sox series. And then we're going to check in on our uh, series with the Diamondbacks, which is a first place club. And previewing our tailgate as well. We'll probably have some fantastic updates for you uh, coming with that. So any final words, Fernando? Do I get to come to your house on Saturday and do the post game? That would be nice. Sick. Super excited. I haven't done a post game with you in a minute, so that'll be fun. That would be fun. That, that's, that's all I got. You know, I'm going to go to, I'm starving because, you know, it's five o'clock in New Mexico currently. It's 513 at the time we record this. So my body's still on Dallas time. So it's 613. So I'm starving. Uh, and there's a casino right here that I lost money because, uh, I, I had to wait like an hour and a half to check in. So I'm like, well, there's a casino in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, your, your boy did not even come up for like a second. You know, sometimes like you'll come up for a little bit and then like you lose. Nope. I didn't even get that. Like I got like enough where I was able to play for like an hour and a half. And then I got impatient. Like the last, like I was like, eh, I got like 10 minutes before I got to check in. I put like tw uh, like a $20 bet in. I was like, yeah, lost it mm. all. You, you gotta you gotta play play yourself some blackjack, win it back, my man. That's what I was playing. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was playing virtual blackjack. That's because they don't have tables at this casino here in New Mexico. Go figure. Uh -oh. So, uh, yeah, I was playing virtual blackjack. So maybe later. All right. Well, best of luck to you, man, and we'll catch up with you here soon. Can't wait to see everyone at the tailgate. For everyone who's been messaging me, I've got quite a few people. Yes, I am on my way. I will see you guys there. Looking forward to meeting a lot of faces. Enjoy the cactus and the rock landscaping of the lawns. Love it. <laughs> See ya.